Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Let's think today about our readiness to receive and our readiness to bear fruit. God is constantly giving things to us spiritually. He's constantly in conversation with us through creation, through his word, through the sacraments, through the people that are in our community that we tend to or tend to us. And in that giving that God is constantly offering, there is also an awaiting of our response. Let's think about that today in relationship with the readings we've got from the prophet Jeremiah 3, where God is again asking Israel to return to him and allow him to be the master. And he says he will appoint shepherds that will act wisely. And that is what the psalm today, which comes from Jeremiah 31, says that the Lord will guard as his shepherd and God reveals himself in that reading of the psalm as our shepherd, somebody that will guard us and gather us. So we want to ponder who in our life is doing that for us in our environment. And hopefully it's happening in our churches, even as they are closed for the lockdown. Jesus in Matthew 13 gives us again the words of the sower, the parable of the sower, and we can find in it an understanding about this readiness to receive. What kind of soil are we? How ready are we to receive the gifts that God has to give, the, the seeds that he wants to plant in our lives and in the world? Because whatever God wants to give the world through us, first he has to give to us. But if we're not ready, if we're not ready to receive and bear fruit, then these seeds that this, the great sower is throwing out into the fields will be wasted. So let's think today then about receiving, giving, and bearing fruit as a response to the divine invitation. Return, rebellious children, says the Lord, for I am your master. This is verse 14 in the third chapter of Jeremiah. The Lord reveals himself as our master. So do we see God as our master? Master means that they have the direction for our life, that they have directives and ideas that are set as principles for action that guide the behavior. Whoever is the master of a house sets the schedule, sets the food, sets how things are organized, sets provisions, how things come into the house and leave the house. So if God is the master of our heart, 
then he is also at the door of our mind and our heart to provide as the master of a house will do and to allow things that come in and out but for that we have to give the master permission to be the one that is helping us direct what comes in and out of our minds and our hearts and many times we make other things masters of our time masters of our thoughts it can be as simple as during this time of uh, COVID-19 where how many times have we binged on something on Netflix and maybe there's a a time or two when doing something like that is actually a necessity because you have a moment where you need to disconnect from something. I know that in this time of grief in my family where we have had uh, days that were difficult figuring out the logistics for funerals or other things like that, that uh, having something that is mind, mindless, like music uh, or just staring at the garden. I've done that sometimes for hours. But for others, it might be looking at something like Netflix. If that becomes our master, if we then know that we make a habit of that and we do that a lot, then the master of our time, which is one of the important things in setting schedules and rituals and when things happen, if our time is mastered by something like that, where we don't know how to put a stop or a boundary to it, then we cannot call God our master. So that this is a time to think about that relationship as we ponder uh, what Jeremiah says, because the people had made other things around them their master, and God is calling them back. He says, I will appoint over you shepherds after my own heart who will, who will shepherd you wisely and prudently all of us need to have that in our life do you have a spiritual director for example somebody that is going to help you set the time set the priorities help you encourage you help to see you for who you truly are and i feel very blessed that in our church we have three amazing shepherds three amazing pastors and they are they are godly, they're knowledgeable about scripture, they guide us and inspire us, they set the tempo of our uh, life through the liturgical year in a way that is very beautiful. And we come to the church as a way of drinking from all that it has to offer as a living water well. Now that with COVID, we are not able to drink from it in the normal ways because we we are not attending all the things that we used to have. We just had a cancellation, for example, for our bazaar, which is a way to bring community together. And a lot of the activities have been curtailed. When that happens, then um, we totally miss what they've created in our life as a way of gathering us as the people of God that are trying to create kingdom lives. Uh, a lot of the social programs have been closed or diminished. And even though a lot of the poor are still fed and a lot of the activities to deliver things to those that are most in need are still happening, many of the things that were happening in the actual church are closed. The questions then from Jeremiah to today continue to be the same issues because in human nature, we are going to deal with the same things hundreds of years ago and today this this reading for today ends in um, God saying there will be a time when all nations will be gathered together to honor the name of the Lord and they will walk no longer in their 
heart-hearted wickedness. This idea that God wants to gather us as his people continues on in the psalm for today. The psalm for today comes from Jeremiah 31, and it's the place where God reveals himself as the shepherd to the people. The images from the Old Testament were images that people that were listening to these words would relate to really well because there were there were lots of shepherds around. And the image of God as a shepherd goes back to important people in the Bible like Moses who spent 40 years being a shepherd or David who was a shepherd. So we have the psalm talking about God will guard as a shepherd guards uh, his flock, all his people. So these are these are the words that are attached to being a shepherd. Somebody who gathers, somebody who guards, somebody who leads, somebody who takes care of she- of sheep that are very incapable of doing even very basic things like cleanse themselves or find their own food and or even stand up when they fall over. So the idea of a shepherd is somebody that is going to be the total caregiver of another being that is not very capable of doing much for themselves. When God says that he's gathering us and he's bringing us to himself, that is an image that for the time that this was written for Jeremiah would have very direct sensorial elements because people were very used to seeing sheep. I don't know if you've ever seen sheep. I grew up in a place in Spain that was uh, a, a location for shepherds to bring their uh, their uh, flocks uh, down from the north to the south and the south to the north when the weather changed. So we would see them a lot and there were lots of lamb dishes, for example, because it was uh, Cuenca, a very uh, wonderful place in in the middle of Spain, close to Madrid. And we would see bulls and, and other animals that would cross over from the north to the south. And it was easy in the summers to observe the shepherds as they were moving and the kinds of sounds they would make to call the, their sheep. It was it was an entire guttural kind of uh, calling and, and whistling and grunting. And each one of those sounds uh, was really heard by the flock in a way that you would marvel, that you would say, wow, they understand, they know how to move, they know how to go faster, they know how to jump over something. There was a deep relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. And this is then easier to understand when God is talking that way, because when we pay attention to God as our shepherd, when we acknowledge that he's our master, that we want to listen to his voice, then we learn to distinguish that voice as unique and it sounds different from anything else in our life. And then any any small nuance can actually be heard in a different way than if we are scattered or distracted in our minds and we haven't developed mastery for listening. How do we develop mastery for listening? Well, part of it is learning to be in a peaceful state of mind. A peaceful state of mind is the key to our to our spiritual path. We fight for that peace, meaning that when the world around us is going in many directions or there's distress or anxiety or some kind of frustration, 
Our job is to remain peaceful, to remain calm. Because when we do that, then we can feel God abiding in us and with us. If we don't do that, if we lose our peace, which all of us do many times, uh, unless we're, we train ourselves to fight for it, then our monkey mind, our brain, um, takes over. And the brain has only so much that it can accomplish or it can do. And it tends to work very quickly in a fight, flight, or free survival mode. And it doesn't give us as many options. So hearing the voice of our shepherd is only a possibility if we are in that tranquil, peaceful, beautiful state that in our mind allows us to connect to the shepherd who knows how to guide us back and how to keep us safe and how to gather us and guard us. One of the most beautiful verses in the psalm for today from Jeremiah 31 is something that you could repeat today, for example. I come streaming to the Lord's blessing. The idea that we come streaming to the Lord's blessing is very beautiful. Like we can bring ourselves in a kind of flowing, natural way with this understanding that God is blessing us. He's turning everything that is negative around us into something for our benefit and that those blessings that God is wanting to give are real and they are coming our way. In the parable for today from Matthew 13, Jesus is saying, I am giving all of these seeds to the world and who is ready to receive them? All these blessings that are streaming, who is ready to receive them? We know that some of the seed falls in places that do not have any understanding. And with that, that seed is stolen away. The, the evil one steals it away. So if we do not allow that seed to, to reach understanding, then there's no chance that that root will ever come out and the stem will sprout out of it. So the first step is to dedicate a little bit of time every day to feed our mind and our soul. And listening to this podcast is one of the hopes that we can together listen to this word and reach some understanding. And the second kind of seed that Jesus says God is giving to us is the one that is going to fall on rocky ground and there will be no roots and it doesn't last very long and it produces momentary joy but it, it falls away pretty quickly so it doesn't have lasting effect that is the kind of happiness that we can see when we have this desire for instant gratification and this is one of the things we have to watch with our children because this is directly related to the psychology of our brain. Serotonin is something that is created in our brain every time that we have a reward. And social media or video games produce this sort of constant serotonin cycle in our brain. They have done studies, for example, that in places like Japan or Korea where they had studies of lots of children that were not interested at all, for example, in dating. Because when we're dating, we receive serotonin by having somebody reciprocate, by having somebody pay attention, by having someone wanting to be with us face to face. They have seen that the levels of serotonin produced by a regular person to person relationship are so much lower than the ones produced by video games 
or social media streaking, you know, when your kids say, you know, I'm on a streak with this person that we have Snapchatted every day for like 56 days or something like that. There is so much more pleasure derived from that that there is really much less in a one-to-one relationship. So these are things to watch for. And in the parable of today of, of the sower, we have to see that if God is trying to plant something in us, but we are so full of the self-gratification, momentary pleasure of serotonin building, it's very hard to go into a root. First, we need the understanding, but then we need enough depth. That means time and attention are needed in order for that understanding to take root. And then... Jesus says that there are other seeds that God is wanting to give the world that are going to fall in thorny areas. And that means anxiety. So this has to do with our feelings and the lures of riches. That means the coveting. So if on the first one, the first kind of seed, we're trying to get understanding. And that means kind of our mind. On the second one, we have the gift of time. How are we using it? And are we allowing time for silence, for nothingness? so that we can develop relationships that are really healthy. The third kind of seed is one that will be choked. There will be no fruit because the things that are related to the emotional world, the anxiety, the coveting, will create such an infertile ground that whatever the seed was doing there will choke and the seed will have no place to grow. This comes then to the last one that we want to be, right? And all of us have a bit of everything but we want to at least be aware that we are that we are trying to be open there's a sense of openness that we allow ourselves to receive that we make the time to receive so that our attention our focus our mind our emotions are aligned so that what God is giving can receive our response and can then bear fruitfulness for that we have to make God our master We have to know that for anybody that is a master, we give time, we give attention, we give focus, we give respect. Because Jesus makes it very clear, whoever loves me follows my commands. And a master is somebody who has these commands, these rules, these principles of behavior. And Jesus is simple, love God and love one another.